0: all right here we go again season two episode 15 of crazy james speaks i am your host crazy james and well right now today it's september 10th 2021 and i'm going to talk about 9-11 and my thoughts on that and Well, you know, just what went through my mind that day and what's happened since and and all that. Other people have done this and other people have done this better than I ever will. Um, And I know I talked about this last year, but you know what? I think this is going to be that one topic for me at least that, that every year on this date, I'll talk about it because I don't think we can ever stop learning about it. Uh, and i you can't stop remembering so 911 has been described in in many different ways i think the 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 most prevalent description of it is uh called it's been called that generations Pearl Harbor where were you when everybody who was alive knows where they were when Pearl Harbor was attacked and also when when president Kennedy was shot all those people know where they were when they when they heard the news but i guess the thing that's different between Pearl Harbor the Kennedy assassination and 911 is that you weren't you weren't watching it live and and 9-11 was one of those events in history that that you watched live and like the world watched it live I called like you know called my sister I said turn on the TV what channel doesn't matter that's the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. It's the only time I've ever really seen anything. Like that. I hope it's I hope it's the only time. I never want to have something like that happen again. Clearly. So 20 years have gone by and I mean in a way it feels like it was 20 years ago and in a way it feels like it was Not The world has changed I was old enough at the time of course to Have a working knowledge of how life was it's 28 and So I I had 28 years of life experience to look back on and There there very much was a before time and an after time There's an entire generation of kids my own the boy Who've come up? They were born after this happened they've gone through school every graduating class from now on is going to be made up of students who are only reading about 9/11 in a history book they didn't watch it happen and and i guess i guess the same could be said of pearl harbor the same could be said of kennedy clearly i wasn't there for either one of those events but I was there. while well, I was here. I watched 9/11 happen. I was. My back was killing me. So, for whatever reason, I I'd, I'd sleep through most of the night, and then, you know, I'd wake up in the morning. Back would be sore. I go lay down on the couch, and and then, uh, you know, I'd sleep a little bit more, and I'd be I'd be good. You know, it didn't hurt as much. So I'd done that. I'd gotten up out of bed, and I went and I laid down on the couch. I turned on the TV when I I did wake up, and it didn't hit me right away. Because when I turned on the TV, it was tuned to ITV, which is now global. And that's what my cable converter box said, that I was on that channel. But the little footprint that was in the corner said CNN. And that was the first thing that I noticed. I was looking back and forth, like, wait, CNN and IT, but what's going on? And it it took me a moment to realize that there was two buildings on fire. I just missed the second plane hitting, like, by moments, I believe. I would, I would have seen it happen live if I'd gotten up like maybe a minute earlier. I was in shock. They finally cut back to the studio in Edmonton. And it was Shea Ganim and Andre Engel that were hosting that morning. And I just, I switched the channel over to CNN because I thought, well, I need, I need to see what's going on. And unprecedented the the coverage of that day every network had had their reporters out in the field they, they said at the time and it maybe it's still true 9 11 was the most um, photographed and filmed event in history I believe that I really do I watched the coverage for days. It was And here's the thing about 9/11 and I just sort of this this this, this dawned on me when I was watching uh Ryan Jesperson's show this morning. Somebody mentioned in the chatter box on there that you know, can you imagine if if we had smartphones then, because we didn't, we had cell phones, yes, but you know they were the old flip phones. There was no camera phones, or there are certainly no smartphones. There's no Instagram, there's no Facebook, there's no Twitter. There's none of these things that have become such a part of our everyday lives. How many people get their news from Facebook and Twitter now? It's a lot more than. Then you might realize if that technology had been around in 2001, can you imagine? My God Almighty, we would have people live streaming from inside the World Trade Center as the fire raged around them, as they descended those mm-hmm. flights. Of- As they jumped out of the windows, it would be, people would live stream it. People would record this happening. Tell my family I love them. I'm sorry, I can't take it anymore. Stuff like that. We would watch as the building collapsed around these people. We would see that. We saw it on TV and that was bad enough. The only footage that exists of the interior of the World Trade Center was filmed by the um, the Nadeau brothers who were doing that documentary on a probationary fireman and they were they while well, they were at a gas leak. I mean so many you've all seen this, I'm sure. They, they went to a report of a gas leak and they were He went to film this and then you hear the plane and he pointed the camera up and and the plane flies Directly into the building and one of the firemen his immediate reaction is holy shit They didn't edit that out on the news nor should they If ever there was a holy shit moment in the history of the world And they all go into the lobby and they they're they're setting up their command post. You see Father Judge, Father Mike Judge, he was the fire department chaplain, he was there. And you know, when I watch when I watch that documentary, and I, I try to watch that every year, just to be reminded, just so I know why things are the way they are when I when I watch that and I see they say it in the film eh, in in the documentary the um, you know how there's a look of concern. you can see it. It, it this isn't any big revelation for anybody that's seen this. When Father Judge is standing in the lobby of, of World Trade Center Tower One, you know sometimes. When you look at somebody, you just, you know, they're praying. And you know, and I know that at that moment, that man was praying, asking God to protect the men that he was with, to protect the people in that tower. Well, World Trade Center 2 collapsed and. Uh, it wasn't the building that they were in; it was the other building. But uh, that I, I guess the debris or something came in and must have got him. But Father Judge's his death certificate is he's victim one. They they you know made him the first official casualty. He wasn't clearly he wasn't the first person to die on on nine eleven. You know the people in the planes, the people in the building where it was impacted, but uh, the building collapsed. He was killed. They they took him out. They put they they put him in a church on the altar. Um, you know how fitting. Um, his death certificate reads zero zero one, and it's just when I watch. Yeah, like I said, it's it's the look on his face that and the other thing from that documentary that gets me is the 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 crash outside the building it's the people jumping and one of the firemen goes they're jumping and in the documentary one of them says how bad was it up there that the better option was to jump you know you're gonna die you have Zero chance of survival. None. They're jumping from a hundred floors up. But yeah, so that, and then of course the, the other tower collapsed and watched in horror. Couldn't believe it. My daughter, the firstborn, she was was two when we were watching that. And, you know, I was holding her, and I was crying. I think as many of us were. What's wrong, Daddy? I said to her, I said, the world just changed, sweetheart, and you didn't even realize it. And it did. It absolutely did. I was terrified for my children. For You know, firstborn, she's two years old. The boy, he was waiting to be born. But my God, what kind of world are my children going to come up in? What can we do to make it better? Well, You really can't make it better. You can educate your kids. And talk to them about it. Like I said, we watch the nine eleven documentary every year. Make sure the kids watch it. America just recently, in the last... I think just last week. 10 days ago. 11 days ago. They finally pulled out of Afghanistan, which is where they went to chase down Osama bin Laden. Ultimately, just about 20 years they were in there. It's called America's Longest War. Well, the mess that's left behind, I don't know, Taliban just came right back in. So they never really went away, did they? I guess we'll see what happens. Jesse Ventura was the governor of Minnesota. They asked him on CNN, I think it was the next day. What are your words to the American people, governor? He said, don't let the bastards win. Don't live your life in fear. These are smart words. Did they win? Well, you know, like I said, America is very different. It's very divided. The world is. Overall, not just America. You look at America, you look at Canada, you look at England. There's a big divide now. It wasn't there before. Thousands of people died. 2,977. Most of them were snuffed out in an instant when those towers fell. You know, from the time that the first plane hit until the Second tower collapsed It was only a hundred and twelve minutes that's not very long It's not even really the length of a movie it sure seemed like a movie that day. How could this possibly happen? I get there's lots of pauses in this one. I apologize for that. I'm not, like I said, other people have said this better than I have, better than I ever could. I think the lesson that we need to take from nine eleven is that there is great evil in the world, but we can overcome that. We haven't overcome it yet. And I'm not just talking about terrorists. I mean everything in general the 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 divisions that we see. This isn't the world that I grew up in. It is, however, the world that my children have grown up in. They haven't known anything different. I don't want this to be normal. What do we do going forward? Well... You gotta treat everybody with respect. I don't care what color you are red, yellow, black, white, green, purple any of those colors. I'm gonna treat you like a human being. And I hope you treat me like a human being. Who'd you vote for? Well, I voted for this guy. What are you, an idiot? Well, that's not the way to. Start that conversation. Who would you vote for? Well, one, none of your business. But two, if we're going to have this conversation, I voted for this guy. Really, I didn't. I voted for this guy. This is why I voted for my guy. Why would you vote for your guy? Come to an understanding. Talk to each other. All those lives lost. All the lives lost since. All the cancer that came up from the... All the crap that was in the building. Buildings, all of them, you know. How many firemen and first responders? They're sick. John Stewart has been a tireless advocate for those men and women, for those first responders. Fought for them tooth and nail, and good on them. You would think that that would be a no-brainer to take care of these people, but oh no, there are those in the American system of government who think that, well, it's, how much is enough? Well, you take care of them until the day that they are no longer among us. And sadly, at the rate that they're dying, I mean, that's not going to be forever. It's not going to be very long at all. Cancer's a bitch at the best of times exasperated by the fact that so many of these people ended up with it because of the, the <laughs> shit that they were doing zero. At the World Trade Center, for weeks afterwards, they were there looking for people. At first, trying to see if there was any survivors. Yeah, I don't think there were... I, What'd they pull after the towers collapse? what would they pull out of there? Four or five? That was it. Not very many. Imagine that. Being one of those four or five people? can be one of the. can you imagine being one of the hundreds of, of first responders that were going through literally with buckets in their hands looking for somebody, looking for anything. There's nothing left from those buildings. Everything was pulverized into microscopic pieces. The horror that they lived through during the event, after the event, looking for people, and then living with afterwards with the, the mental catastrophe that, that it surely caused so many of them and the, um, and then, you know, the cancers that, that came up. I think I'm going to leave it there this time. This is, uh, not, not having somebody to bounce this off of sometimes makes it a little hard. Um, never forget. Never forget. And always remember that our first responders, uh, as they were then and always, they are the real heroes in society. Alright, well, so that wraps up Season 2, Episode 15 of Crazy James Speaks. I've been your host, Crazy James, and I will see you next time I send out another episode.